dealing on a subject called overcoming the past and this is a subject that came out of our previous discussions we were talking about this and and i felt that this is an important one to speak about in the church it's because because all of us at some point in our life go through uh, situations that uh, that keep you know that hurt us and and no matter how far we move away from that those memories keep coming back to us again and again and sometimes that can you know make us weak uh, that can slow us down that can even influence the way we think uh, in our present life so like i said before it's often easy to walk out of the past it's often easy to walk out of hurtful relationships but it is not easy to overcome the memories of the past and so overcoming these memories overcoming past is really important because when these memories come to haunt us it often tells us that we are not good enough or our future is going to be like this because of what we did in the past because you know there was a, there was one person who used to ask me is my future going to be okay and i'd be like yes it's going to be okay you know god has great plans for you but then what the reason why they asked that question is because according to them they are a great sinner okay they are a great sinner they done so many things in life and they often tend to think that because i did so many things my future is going to be bad you see more than once they've asked me the same questions is everything going to be all right in my future i'm like yes why do you ask that it's because i feel like i've done so many things against the lord that god may not forgive me the truth is there is no sin god cannot forgive okay god has given you the strength to overcome the past it is only we who live in the past it is only we who are constantly living in that place where we're thinking of what happened to us and what we did to others and how everything went wrong in our life and so it's really important to overcome this because if we don't overcome this we will constantly keep battling in our spiritual life one one of the things that will happen is that you know when you're in worship and when you feel like you know you're drawing closer to the lord raising your hands praying um, just having an amazing time all of a sudden this thought will come what do you think of your what do you think of yourself you think you're a saint this thought will start speaking to you it's the devil doing that you think you're a saint you think you can you know change your life you you are a filthy person look at your past and then the moment that thought comes in the hand that went up slowly will start to come down <laughs> because somewhere we feel like we cannot change we cannot change but the truth is i was reading this beautiful article uh written by john piper and he said christianity has the power to change the gospel has the power to change we got to meditate on that more it you know when when you come to the lord it changes you into an entirely new person we don't have to deal with the past god has forgiven everything is restored it is only we who keep struggling with it so in this session this evening i want to uh, discuss and share with you a couple of things about overcoming the past because when we look at the scripture we find solutions to overcoming the past and we have to look at scripture and find all the solution that we need so i want to share about three to four points and in that i'm going to discuss with you ask questions and see what you might be going through and for for those of you coming for the first time in this session we talk a lot back and forth we discuss and we learn uh, together okay so the first way 
to overcome the past is find healing through prayer and reading of scriptures the first way to overcome the past is to find healing through prayer and reading of scriptures now this might seem very simple like who doesn't pray who doesn't read scriptures but you know the interesting thing is when we are hurt we pray very less and we talk to everybody else more do you know what happened to me did you know what she said to me we pray the least when we are hurt and that is why we carry so much of baggage in our life when you read this point you will like okay who doesn't read but the truth is when we are hurt we have to think of ourselves as a patient okay i'm a patient now you know and i need to find healing in prayer and reading of scripture so in prayer what we must do is this first john 1 verse 9 says like this first john 1 9 it says like this if we confess our sins he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness what does it say 1 john 1 9 if we confess our sins it's it's beautiful you know the verse doesn't say if we confess our sin god will look which one to forgive and he will choose what to forgive it doesn't say that rather it says if we confess our sin he's faithful to forgive us our sins and not just that and then he goes on to say cleanse us of all our unrighteousness so you see there is a healing process that is happening when we confess the mistakes we have made so god forgives us and then he cleans us up from all unrighteousness that is why i often say in church no matter where we have fallen we can still come back because in god there is forgiveness so when we when we are hurt when we go through past some really difficult situations what we have to do is we have to find healing through prayer in prayer what we must do is we have to confess what we have done see every problem in our life doesn't happen because of others we have a responsibility to play in that so we have to say lord this is what i did this is where things went wrong this is what others did to me lord forgive me when we go with an open heart i can tell you god has done that in my life when we when we go with an open heart god will change everything radically he will change us he will clean us and he will heal us completely but the strangest thing we do is we never do this first this is the last thing we do like if something happens to us we talk to this friend that friend that family member this family member cry about it weep about it and then to forget all the pain we uh, go to netflix or watch some movies uh, watch some comedy and finally after all you know all the drama we come and say lord heal me see by this by the time what happens is you filled with a lot of junk you've spoken to your friend your friend has given some advice that is of no use and you are carrying all the junk and then going to god and say god heal me the moment anything happens to us find healing there are so many people in our world today who haven't overcome the past simply because they have never found healing in prayer let me this is a practical thing that you can do in your life if somebody abuses you immediately sit in prayer if somebody criticizes you if somebody mistreats you somebody discriminates you and you're hurt badly spend time in prayer even before talking to anybody 
Because when you sit in prayer, that heals you. When you sit in prayer, that restores you. Then you go and talk. See, let me tell you something. There's the human tendency is to talk about the pain, right? So it's, it's good to have a close circle of friends whom we talk to. But our priority should not be our friends, but should be God. See, I'm not saying, okay, uh, be like a monk, don't talk to anybody, just you and God. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, prioritize God first. And then go and talk to this close group of friends, share what happened. You know, that way also you feel better. But when you talk to God first, you find solution. Talking to your friends, you feel better, but you'll never find a solution. Talking to God first, you will find healing. You'll be restored. And then, you, then when you talk to your friends, your friends will be able to bear you. <laughs> because you'll, you'll start to crib less when you pray and go. <laughs> if you go just directly and they'll be like too overwhelmed. Okay, what do we hear first? Which one do we process? I'm just joking. So, <clears throat> every time find healing in prayer and in scripture reading. Uh, okay, let's talk about Bible reading part. How do we find? See, when we, when we think of Bible reading, uh, this is what it does to us. The psalmist says like this, Psalm 119 verse 11. He says, your word I have hidden in my heart. Can somebody complete that? Your word I have hidden in my heart. Yeah, that I might, that I might not sin against you. Beautiful psalm. Just an amazing verse that reminds what God's word does to us. What happens is, <clears throat> when we go and spend time in reading scriptures... It makes us stronger and also prepares us not to do the same mistake again. Okay? And also it helps us forgive the person who hurt us. Whether you want to believe this or not, this is the truth. Unforgiveness is also a sin. We cannot live without forgiving anybody. When you read God's word, no matter who has hurt you, it becomes easy for you to forgive them. But if you don't read God's word first and talk to all your friends, your friends will add fuel to the fire. They'll pour even more fuel. It's like, okay, get it. How can she do? How can he do this to you? Doesn't he have sense? You'll be like, yes, what, what is wrong with him? Hasn't he grown up in life? You know, all these things, they'll add so much fuel to the fire. At the end of it, it'll be so difficult for you to forgive that person. It'll be so difficult for you to forgive. But rather, you have to find healing through reading of scripture. Okay, the psalmist says, I've hidden my word in my hidden thy word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So when I read the word, what happens is I will not do the same mistake again. Second, when I read the word, I will be able to forgive them easily. It is just forgiving somebody is so liberating. Just saying the words, okay, I forgive you. When you truly forgive somebody, you feel better whether they feel better or not that secondary. You feel much better. So that is why it's important to find healing through the reading of scriptures. Amen. Amen. The next important thing is this. This is first God and then people when you want to overcome your past. Uh, next is you have to find spiritual leaders with whom you can share uh, and with whom, whom, peop, whom they will, you know, they, they'll be the people who will help you overcome certain situations. Now, uh, you shouldn't go and share to everybody. Just because there's a pastor preaching on stage doesn't mean you go and share your past history. 
it is very important to identify the person whom you want to share with. And it, what you have to do is when, when somebody is preaching or teaching or you see somebody, okay, I can talk to them, first pray and ask the Lord for guidance. God, can I speak to this person? Because sometimes everybody is, is a man. Everybody is human being. Just because pastors are on stage preaching doesn't mean we are perfect in any way. Matters can leak from one person to another. It's important to find out if this person will keep the secret. It's important to find out, find that out and then share. Don't be quick to share. Here's the thing. Many times, you know, as pastors, when, as, as whenever I go out, people are always quick to share their troubles. Here's something you have to learn. We have nothing in us to solve your problem. Don't be quick to share your problem with a man. Always be quick to share it to God and then be a little slow to share with a man. Find people who are reliable. You have to find a person whom you can share something with and, and you will know that they won't share it anywhere else. Okay, so it's important to find a spiritual leader. Now you may wonder how do I do that? How do I do that? Whenever you meet somebody, uh, whenever you meet a spiritual leader, don't open up immediately. Don't share A to Z in one go. Share a little bit, okay? See how everything turns out slowly. Over time, God will reveal to you if this is the right person whom you should share with or you should not, okay? So what I'm trying to say is this, be very careful whom you share with also. Just because it's a pastor or a leader or there's somebody, so no. Everybody is prone to weakness. Everybody is prone to gossip. Hallelujah. <laughs> Everybody, it's, this, this is something we have to understand. Everybody is prone to weakness. But God will give leaders in your life that you have to identify. And, share, and uh, yesterday somebody called me and they shared, okay, this is what I'm going through. And I helped them. I helped them with it and they were really glad at the end of the call. And this is something that will not go out of my home. My wife know, will know it or she may not sometimes. And I keep her in the loop because I stay accountable to my wife. And you know, she stays accountable, accountable to me. So that's it. It won't go step outside anywhere after that. It's important to maintain that. So find spiritual leaders, the right ones, who will keep the matter confidential at the same time, who can help you overcome. Amen? Amen. Simple, able to understand. So practical thing, find healing through prayer, reading of scriptures, and then also talk to spiritual leaders who can help you. The, the beautiful thing about spiritual leaders is this. Now, I have a spiritual leader. God, the spiritual leaders whom God has given you will always have an insight about your life in ways that nobody else will have. Recently, I was uh, on a Saturday night. I was, I was very tensed. I was not in a good mood. About 11.30 in the night, I get a call from my leader. And uh, he was like, uh, I, was praying, I was praying and I felt something about you, so I immediately called you. He didn't know what was happening. He was praying there in Bangalore. And all of a sudden, the Lord spoke to him and said, call Joshua. He called me and he said, what's happening? I hope you're doing well. I'm praying for you. That's a spiritual leadership. Like, my leader is, is my father only. <laughs> so, like, 
there'll be some things that I'll be going through, I won't even share with anybody, he'll call and say, what's happening? All of a sudden, he'll be out of the blue, it's like, what's happening, how are you doing? I, I wouldn't have shared with him. That's a spiritual leadership. When you're under a leader, they pray for you, and God gives them insight. Okay? Uh, there was somebody who used to come to church. I, all of a sudden, I felt in the morning, I should text them. This is what happens to pastors. I felt like, you know, I should text them, and uh, the next message I receive is, I'm not doing good. I'm in a really bad, I'm not doing good at all. Okay, then find a solution. I connected them with my wife and hoping something would happen. So spiritual leadership is something that's very important. All of us, doesn't matter if you're 98 years old and you've preached the gospel for 100 years of your life, doesn't matter. Everybody has to be under a spiritual leader whom you should talk to, who will help you grow in the Lord. It's very important. Um, <clears throat> the reason I would put more emphasis on this is that in today's world, uh, there is a lack that I see. Everybody wants to listen to preachers on YouTube, TV, that's it. That's just hearing. You need people over your life who will counsel you, who knows you inside out, people who will help you grow spiritually. Um, I think in Hebrews, Paul says like this, let's read this passage. In fact, I think I should do a study on spiritual leaders and why they are important in our life. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 13 verse 17, I was reading this uh, in the morning, a beautiful passage that reminds us how we should live. Hebrews 13, 17. Can somebody read that? Yes. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage. Yes, what does it say? Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. You get it? What does it say about leadership? Obey those who rule over you and be submissive, for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. That explains everything. But many times, let me tell you something. The reality of our Christian world is they want to be, everybody wants to be a leader. And nobody wants to be under a leader. Everybody wants to be a leader. That's the worst thing ever. You should never become that way. You should never grow to be that way in our life. Um, I'll tell you something. Here's the reality. Not everybody can be leaders. There are people whom God calls only who can be leaders. Why do I say that? Paul says, are all apostles? No. Are all preachers? No. Everybody has a gift in the kingdom of God. Everybody has a role in the kingdom of God. Not everybody can be a pastor. Not everybody can be a leader. Not everybody can counsel you. You get it? To help you understand this even better, I feel like sharing this. You have to understand, the gift of counseling rests predominantly with pastors. Okay? That's a way to identify. People who are pastors will have the gift of counseling that will work in them way better than in an evangelist or in an apostle or anybody else. Some people run to a prophet for advice. Counseling may not work predominantly in them. 
because when it comes to a pastoral role that's a very different role it includes management leadership uh, includes being a visionary and also counseling we are like the caretaker of god's household so counseling predominantly rests with a in a pastoral capacity i won't say others don't have but it rests predominantly with pastors because some people you know see i have grown up in christian circles all my life i lived in church all my life and i've seen one the moment a prophet comes on stage and shares a prophecy everybody wants to go and get counsel from him why because there'll be some prophetic words that will come in the counsel that's very bad if god doesn't has not given me a certain gift i cannot do it like i don't have the gift of leading worship have you ever seen me lead worship in church i can do exhortation i cannot go and stand in my family's place i cannot do what jocelyn does i cannot do what dishan does i you know these are things that god has assigned for us that we should not step i don't have the gift of that but i what do i have i can teach preach and counsel and run a church so this is a way to identify maybe i'll talk more on the subject one day uh, in fact i'm thinking of talking about what is a church and how a church should be and about the pastoral role it's very important for us to understand that um, <clears throat> so soon so coming back to the point find healing in prayer reading of scriptures and also have spiritual leaders to whom you can share with pradeep had a question you can use the mic you had a question i want you repeat the role of a pastor what's that management vision it's uh, management leadership uh, visionary and also counseling okay okay that's it yeah this this i can define that better next time okay so when you have these leaders when you have when you read the word when you pray you will find healing to overcome your past uh memories okay second one how do you overcome your past memories i feel like we have drifted away from the topic <laughs> just come back, coming back to the topic overcoming the past second way to overcome the past is that uh we have to stop giving space for past memories in our heart stop giving space for past memories in our heart i want you to think of your past memories as an object or let's say past memories as a person okay this this used to happen very often whenever uh, back many years ago when i used to travel to delhi as a family you know we would have reserved our tickets we have our berth everything and when we you know get into the train 6 hours later one family will come they'll say sir thoda jaga it's just little bit space and we you know, out of kindness it's a 36 hour journey you're like okay sit little bit so you know a berth a seat is like three people right and those sleeper coaches the trains are, the seats are much more broader so he will sit he will he will take this much of space little i'm not joking this much of space and eventually he will occupy a space for one person to sit and then what will happen when we ask you know literally we've asked them to move they'll be like sir what sir we are all together what is this just just i'm i'm getting down at this station so i paid the money <laughs> who is sitting there a person who came in with a little bit of space this is thoda 
and then he squeezed and took a whole large amount of space. Our past memories work like that. It comes in just little bit, just a little thought will come and uh, we start creating a space. A little later, we start creating a space. And past memory is a very, is a very smart person. <laughs> Let me put it this, that way. It's a, it'll squeeze its way inside. It'll squeeze its way inside and then sit. And eventually, eventually, it'll destroy your own life. So stop giving space to past memories in your heart. See, unless you give a space, it's not going to work. The reason why we often struggle is because there is a space for the memories to exist. Now, if you come into the church and I don't give you a chair and there's no chair, do you have a place to sit? No. See, many times we have uninvited guests into our life who just come in, squeeze their way into it and uh, somehow live there and that's the most destructive thing we can ever do and look at what God's word tells us Isaiah 43 verse 18 Isaiah 43:18, a very simple instruction Isaiah 43 verse 18 Yes. Print this in large font and put it on your wall. Do not, it's a very simple instruction. The reason why we often struggle with past is because we don't obey scriptures. Can I say that again? The reason why we, see the Bible is very practical. It's giving you a solution. It says, do not remember the former things. Is it very hard to do that? It's hard because we don't follow it. It says, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. But what do we do? We, we, we live our life considering, oh God, they said this to me. I, I wish fire will fall on them one day. <laughs> I wish this will happen to them. The Bible says, don't consider the things, things of old. Another translation says, don't dwell on the past. But we have, some of us have built a mansion on our past. Just, you know, living, okay. This has happened to me. What is my life going to be? Stop giving space for past memories in your heart. When you go back to your rooms every day in the night when you pray, ask God, God, is there a room for these memories to live in my life? Have I created a space? Don't, you know, every time we are very quick to blame the devil. Oh, this is the devil working in my life. But God says that you have opened the room. You have given a space for the memories to live in your heart. The Bible says, do not... Remember the former things, that's it. Nor consider the things of old. Don't give a space for these memories in your heart because the moment you start entertaining it, it will start occupying your life. Okay? And what will happen? Everything you speak, it will be influenced by your past. Before, you know, those incidences happened to you, you might have been a very calm person. But after that incident happened, you'll be a very short-tempered person because of the influence of the past. Now, if you continue giving that space, you will turn to be a short-tempered person. Why? Because you are being influenced by the past. So stop giving space for past memories in your heart. It will eventually take the life out of you. Okay? Any questions so far? Anything that you want to add to this or anything you want to ask?
And why do you feel it's often difficult to not give that space? What is the, uh, why is it, or let me put it this way, why is it so easy to think of the past? What are the practical struggles? A uh, few things I have noticed is, uh, uh, it, it usually the past memory that comes starts with a good experience of the past and gets slowly carried away to the mm. like it builds up as a story and brings you to the the mm. the not so good memory <laughs> mm. i'm going to talk about that's my next part of my next point i'll be talking about that mm. what, what what are the practical struggles when it uh, comes to giving space like we have to stop doing that but what is it that constantly keeps us there it becomes like a comfort zone ah. <laughs> <laughs> true <laughs> yeah. that's you know it's very similar to an addiction to alcohol why why does a person take alcohol just to you know, that's his comfort zone to forget all the memories uh, just to spend that few hours uh, away from everything and past memories can become an addiction very similar to that like a comfort zone that keeps us there uh, it kind of has those tendencies of a drug usage you know when you take a drug you feel numb like you think about it like what's happening it's just a comfort zone uh, but it's a, it's a very destructive thing it's a very destructive habit okay let's let's go on i'll talk more about it at the end uh, i'll just uh, say one more point i guess uh, depends on the time okay third one is this For second one i said stop having giving space third one is do not have a conversation with your past now what pradeep said and what dishan said falls under this category uh, third one is do not have a conversation with your past often times when you are reminded about the past we tend to go back and think what if i had done this thing instead of that what if i had done the right thing what if i had done this what could have been the uh, outcome of it we were constantly you know having a conversation believe it or not constantly we are contemplating and thinking okay how can i be a better person and we do that by reflecting on the past <laughs> let me tell this in a very short way never learn lessons that way why because this kind of conversation is just a trap to get you inside is just a trap to get you inside because the moment you get inside it will become a habit for you every day it will become a habit for you to feel guilty about what you did okay it will become a habit for you to think about those things and then say okay what 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 how stupid i was how bad i was what is this and you know you're constantly you're giving that space it will start out as something good 
like dashan said started something you know good okay i'm changing myself but then eventually it takes you back to the same point takes you back to the same point so even those little thoughts are just a trap for you to live in your past again it may seem like a good one but it's actually quite destructive so all these thoughts what it will do to you is that it does nothing but makes you feel worse about yourself at the end of it eventually you will feel worse and then finally you'll tend to think okay maybe i'll be like this forever this is how i am or this is what this is how i am made or something like that it will go to another level completely this these thoughts never give us any solution another aspect of this is that you have to understand that the enemy is very sly in his approach he will never come to you all of a sudden with all the thoughts of the past he'll come to you in a very different way let me tell you this the enemy knows how to attack each one of you and he will never attack you the way he attacks me okay like when he sees pradeep he has studied pradeep he knows pradeep's profile he knows pradeep weakness pradeep's weakness and then he hits there he knows dishan he knows dishan's weakness he just hits that that at that point when the bible says no weapon formed against you forged against you which means whenever the enemy wants to attack you he prepares a weapon specifically for you do you get it he prepares a weapon that is made for you it's it's totally customized to <laughs> destroy you <laughs> it's not the same for everybody that he's very smart he knows where to hit you and he knows this is one of the ways to hit some of you because you know when we go through certain situations we want to be better as person we want to make better choices and so also at the same time we are, we become more you know kind and we become more gentle the enemy takes advantage of that he says okay he'll say okay he's more kind he's more gentle now he realizes his mistake now let me make him realize his mistake by reminding about the past and eventually pull him down okay that's that's what he does he's very sly so here's the thing do not have a conversation with your past any time any of those thoughts come see if you want to learn lessons about life read the bible <laughs> any time you want to learn lessons about life and how to live better read the bible don't think about your past it's not going to give you any good lessons the best lessons of life are in the word and that's all you need by reflecting on anything you're not going to become better you become better by reading the scriptures okay let's look at the life of paul second corinthians 5:17 second corinthians 5:17 yes what is paul saying here if anyone is in christ who is he old things have passed and behold all things have become new now let's look at the life of paul paul had a past who was he in the past who was he in the past he was yeah let's put it blunt let's say he is a murderer <laughs> he used to kill people he used to kill people paul had a past to deal with okay just i was just imagining you know uh, paul would go to some places for ministry and probably he'll meet one of the kids whose parents he might have killed do you get it 
many times we read this verse and like oh very nice he's talking about something that he is dealing with he might meet some people whose family member he killed now imagine the kind of emotions that will run through him just just put your put yourself in paul's shoes imagine the kind of emotions like i made such a mistake this child has lost their parents because of me Paul had a past to deal with. Now, being a changed man, from a murderer to preacher of the gospel, you know, he would have become gentle, more kind, more compassionate. Being in that, you know, new with the new characters, he would have been more broken seeing those people, just thinking of his past, regretting. Probably those memories might haunt him how he killed the parents. how he stoned them to death how he stoned people how he destroyed churches but he takes on another perspective you see how how he deals with the past he takes a very different perspective and what he does is this he separates the old paul and the new paul you see many times we struggle because the old us and the new us are together but what paul is doing is that he separates his old old paul is gone and the new polis here and so he says if anyone is in christ who is he he's a new creation in other words the old paul doesn't exist anymore and so the old old paul doesn't exist anymore that means there is no reason to think of the past do you get it if the old paul doesn't exist anymore why should he live on the past many times we live as old christians and new christians we still live in the old and also in the new we go to church on sunday and think about all our mis- misery on monday tuesday wednesday and somehow get sanctified by the bible study <laughs> and then come to church and then we are back why because there is a new life working in us and also the old life but paul makes it very clear saying if therefore if anyone is in christ once you accepted the lord once you have come to him received salvation you are taken as a person and you are made brand new you get it is like he he takes you and washes you brand new it's like you're no more that dishan who did this but you're a dishan that's a child of god you're no more the christian who did that but a christian that's the child of god see god doesn't identify you with the sin with the sin that you did he doesn't identify you uh this man the murderer no no god says if anyone is in christ he is a new creation he's identified with christ is identified with the precious blood of jesus so we should not have a conversation with our past often times we spend nights talking to this old person of us you know you whether you want to believe it or not this might be very creepy when you're sitting and you're sleeping in your bed this old person walks and sits next to you and talks reminds you of everything and you also you know agree with it as i'm so bad and i've been so bad and then you start crying feel guilty about yourself next day morning you wake up you don't even want to pray because now you start to think that will god accept a sinner like me but paul is separating the old and the new he had a past to deal with imagine we have not done 10% of what paul has done he's killed people is like murdered people royally 
stoned people to death and he's like the man who stood there as a testimony for all those killings imagine one child just just visualize this one child coming up to him and saying you killed my parents probably paul might break down in tears but he looks at his past and says i'm no more that person i was a murderer i was a killer of people but now i'm a preacher of the gospel i'm a preacher of the gospel so uh, william barclay puts like this uh, um, if if there's one investment you have to make in life i say i would recommend by william barclay's commentaries some of the most amazing material that you'll ever read in life william barclay is the author um uh, i think it costs about 30 grand with the package single uh, each commentary is about 2000 12 uh, about uh, 2000 rupees each commentary for each book in the bible in the new testament so matthew is 2000 mark is 2000 if you have to buy everything individually i think it's about 54 grand Uh, but uh, if you buy as a whole package logos silver package i think that's about uh, 30 grand uh, that's the best investment you don't think of it as a huge amount okay uh, one day god will enable you to buy in one shot but read this man's commentaries i i tell you they're so amazing every time i read it it just blows my mind every time i read it and he he specifically writes on paul's life here and uh, i've not taken the full thing he says in christ therefore the old self of the christian died in that death and the new person arose listen carefully as new as if freshly created by the hands of god do you get that perspective of scripture many times we read scripture over oh, new creation but 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 see the language goes on to say as new as if freshly created by the hands of god so what happens in salvation When you come to Jesus confess your sin accept him as the lord and savior of your life you are fresh created by the hands of god your old has died with christ on the cross and the new has resurrected with christ from the grave so that will give you a good perspective of that verse now let me stop here um i'll speak these points later at another stage but three points well, first is find healing through prayer and reading of scriptures second is stop giving space for past memories in your heart third do not have a conversation with your past do not have a conversation with your past remind yourself every day that you are a new creation as new as freshly created by the hand of god once again once again amen So let me stop here and ask um, if you see if you have any questions answer them and then pray with say word of prayer. Uh what I uh, I want to talk about the second and third point mm. what I frankly feel is uh one of the main ways we give room for our past is through secular songs and movies yeah yeah there is this the you connect with the lyrics that connection is not some connection that you are like making it's connection with the past that you know it like 
it's reminding you of your past the lyrics are reminding of your past and the scenes in the movie is something you're like emotionally attached to the movie you're like connected to the movie you're like thinking about oh the same thing happened in my life and that's how it gets in mm. gets in and and many times it happens you know when you're watching a video and you're watching it like you're connected to it and and suddenly you're like lost in thoughts you're thinking contemplating on the past and you'd have to rewind the video to like rewind the movie to even watch it so mm. th- that's what i feel uh, yeah yeah media does play a big influence and to be honest a lot of songs are very dark uh, you go to central in mangalore uh, forum mall i was at uh, was at some place else yesterday in one of those stores uh, pantaloons or west side i don't know which one uh, they play only a couple of songs uh, because obviously when they play songs they have to pay a license fee to the uh, to the producer so they have a limited set of songs it was at uh, fashion big bazaar and I, what i do is i i get curious and i open soundhound we <laughs> heard of it it's it's an app that directs what you're listening to and displays the lyrics i was reading the lyrics it's garbage every song <laughs> that was almost every song that i was and i heard that that i heard that was there is always talking about oh don't you think i'm a little baby oh don't you think i'm this i'm i'm dumb or anything i know how you cheated me i know what you did this to me that's all they talk about and they become like number one songs and you and you listen to the songs like 40 million people listen to it which means 40 million people are triggered about their past so media plays a huge role huge role especially movies they trigger your emotions and sometimes i tell you honestly it's better not to watch them it's better to watch a trailer and see okay is this nice sometimes even just <laughs> stop watching only it's better i'm tell you life is more filled with freedom when we stay away from this current media it's is really bad there are still good uh, people who are doing good material but then 98% is garbage 98% is violence and uh, and nudity and everything every sort of nonsense is there <sighs> yeah so the media plays a big role in in triggering our past memories any questions any questions that you have anything that you specifically might be uh pondering about that you want to ask you have some i can uh how do you deal with people who remind you of the past mm. i don't know where to draw the line between you forgotten and mm. i really don't know sometimes mm. you keep the past mm. as a say a brief of what the person is and how do you like overcome such people yeah how do you how do you like look at the person and not be reminded of the past <laughs> that way okay hmm so you know there are, there are trigger points in our life let me put it this way there are uh, there are objects that you see that will trigger your memory people that you see will that will trigger your memory uh 
you get triggered often because there is something that's still remaining inside something that's not fully dealt with not fully healed okay so one thing that i used to personally do very often because uh, there was this one professor in college who 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 twists scripture to attack me he will like open twisting of scriptures uh, just to make a point about me and there was few others and i and i really struggled with this i really struggled with it. so um, it came to a point that the moment i see him i'll get him, get wild and my friends know that i'm angry uh, and and to a point that you know this person would walk across me i'd be least bothered because the grief that they've caused me was so much the mental agony was so much that it was really difficult so whenever i saw them it kept triggering kept triggering and it led me to a point where i tried to cut myself at one point because i was so angry that i wanted to take it out somewhere and and what i realized is that more than doing anything to that person it is what is in us that's causing that and so uh, we have to deal with it specific way to deal with that is uh, going in prayer and saying god there are some things in my heart that keeps reminding me call it as a trigger point help me get over that heal that in my heart persistently sit in prayer and say god heal me heal me because what god will do is that at a certain stage he will take that out of your life when you ask him and once he takes that out the next time you see him see them you will not even have a memory of what they did to you you'll see them as a brand new person okay you'll see them as a brand new person so pray for that specifically that that needs healing that needs recovery it's like a wound uh that's open when it's open it's prone to infection it's it's going to you know make it worse so it's the same way it needs to be healed man i hope this was helpful for you uh th- just three points i had four um but i believe three points are just enough to explain what this is uh, we should live life the way god has designed for us he has made us a new creation but we keep going back to the old god is not pleased with that to be honest when israel was thinking about their life in egypt it was slavery when they thought of their life in egypt god was angry with them think of it in the same way when you think constantly of the past that god has forgiven set you free restored it's like you are saying god i know you have restored me but i'm going to go back into the same prison like in a in a normal rational thinking you know it is something that is very silly we are not supposed to do that but we are doing that almost every day to ourselves and that is why many of us we find it so difficult to run the race to fulfill god's purpose memories of past they did this to me they did that to me god says just get over that get over that god wants to make you a new creation he has already made you a new creation the old is gone and the new has come remember the life of paul he was a man of great uh, he was he was a philosopher he was a great thinker and also a murderer did he have a past he regretted of course but how did he look at that therefore if anyone is in christ he is a new creation the old is gone and behold the new has come 
So see your life in a very new way. Uh, the old should not live in you anymore. Never have a conversation with your past. Never give a space for the past to uh, live inside your heart. And always, anytime, see, you're going to get hurt in life. Believe it or not, I'm not prophesying that you'll get hurt. But I'm saying this is the reality. As long as you live, people are going to hurt. As long as you live, till the time you stop breathing, somebody will, there will be there to hurt you and criticize you. Somebody will be there to do that. Your job is find healing in prayer. Your job is find healing in prayer. That's it. You, you find healing in prayer and then go talk to your friends. Okay? You find healing in, in reading God's word first and then crib to your friends. Your cribbing will be more sweeter after that. They'll be like, okay, it's bearable. But if you go straight and tell them, they'll be like, oh, this is too much. They'll say, we'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> You'll be left even more lonely. But always take it to the Lord in prayer. Find healing in prayer and Bible reading. Amen. Shall we say a word of prayer? Anybody has anything to say, anything to add? Okay. Lord Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this evening. Thank you for helping us learn from your word about how to overcome the past. Help us to always run to you for healing. You are our refuge. You are our tower. You are our shelter. Help us to find healing in your presence and healing in this amazing word of yours. Let us not give space for any past thoughts to come in. And Lord, let us not have a conversation with, with our past. Let us understand our status that we are the child of God, not a sinner anymore. That we are made new in Christ, not a sinner of all these things that we've done in the past. Help us, Lord, to overcome. Let us leave the old self away. And let us live in the new. Help us, Lord, we pray. Help us to put these things into practice. Help us to know you more. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.